Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to the Spirit of Sport on Sydney's newest home of sport, 1170 SEN. I'm your host, Timmy Manor. I'm so glad you're able to join us here tonight. Well, tonight, my special guest, born and raised in Maitland, New South Wales, Maitland, he made his NRL debut in 2017 with the Gold Coast Titans, becoming a fourth-generation professional rugby league player in his family. Following in the footsteps of his late great-grandfather, Seth King, grandfather Johnny, and father David. In 2009, he made a mid-season move down south to join the Melbourne Storm and was struck down with an injury in 2020 after tearing his Achilles However, Max is now on the road to recovery, and I'm pleased to say he's our special guest this week on The Spirit of Sport. Max, welcome to The Spirit of Sport. How are you, mate? Hey, Timmy. Hey, mate. Uh, yeah, cheers for having me on. I appreciate it. Let's, t- let's get a bit of an update with you, mate. Talk to me first thing. How's, how's the Achilles going? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's coming along all right. It's, it's, been, it's been a long road. I uh, was about six months post-op now. Um, I started running and whatnot about probably six weeks ago and it's just had a bit of a hiccup. Um, it just hasn't responded very well. So there was a bit of bone bruising and inflammation that just didn't really respond very well. So we've had to sort of drop it back a gear and, um, yeah, sort of rebooting the system a bit now. Oh, man. What, what was the pain like? Cause I've, I've heard a few boys tell me that when they do their Achilles, it's like getting shot in the back of the leg. Well, but it's been different. It was, um, so I had a, it's called Haglin syndrome. So it wasn't Oh, is that like the, like the, the back of the bone, like the bone growing out further? Yeah. It's yeah, I've, I've done further. that before. I had that towards the end of my career. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, uh, I've heard it before. Uh, Clinton Savosky, I remember talking to him about it. Um, there's a couple of blokes towards, he, he was towards the end of his career as well. Um, and I had it, I mean, I've had it for, you know, I've felt it probably for the last five or six years. And it's just sort of every year it's kind of felt like noticeable. Um, in the last, yeah, two years, it's just really deteriorated. So it's, it's, um, it's been a lot of like chronic pain um, mm. prior to the operation. And the operation was kind of like the, um, the breaking point. Um, I didn't really want to get the operation, but it was kind of like I, I struggled running. And then towards the end, I was just like, I couldn't walk. I, I was really struggling. So... Um, I mean, they went in there and, and they shaved the spur off and there was a bit of a, like a split in the Achilles and what, like it had done a bit of damage while it was there, the spur. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, looking back now, in hindsight, I'm glad I, I went in, but it's just, yeah, it's just been a slow recovery. You, you're only 24, mate. So how long have you had that issue for? Um, as, as long as I can remember. I, I, um, I remember that playing 20s with it, but yeah, like, it, I mean, it's just, yeah, you know, you're wrong with some good days and bad days after a game, it might be sore, but, you know, during games and that, it's fine. Mm. And and to be honest, it, it, like, um, I played a game last year and all the lead up to it, it was, you know, it was buzzing. I remember warming up to the game thinking, I genuinely don't know if I can get through this. Yeah. And then I got out there and it's, you can't feel it, you know. So the actual uh, weekend performance-wise, I don't, I like... You can't really feel it. It's just the Monday to Friday. It was just like it started sort of eating me, um, eating me up from sort of Monday to Friday. Just you know, it started affecting training, and then 
you know, I'm inside all, all week and then, you know, like, it, you can sort of only manage it for so long and then, you know, when you start getting the pre-seasons and that, it just, yeah, starts eating you up a bit. Yeah, so I reckon pre-season, I was lucky mine was in the pre-season, but I reckon if I had it in the pre-season, that would ruin me. Like, just, because it's in the back of your mind, every time you take the field, every time you walk and it's hard to ignore it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, like, I've, uh, like working tracks, like the training and my work ethic and things like are things that like I, I felt like um, I probably relied on, you know, to get where I am. And I, I feel like you know you'd probably be the same. You'd probably say that you know if you didn't train, probably harder than most blokes. Yeah, you wouldn't be where you are, and that's and that's how I kind of feel like I am. And I yeah. just felt like I had to cut corners. I just and like <clears throat> it wasn't like I was going behind the club's back. Like they knew, but it'd just be like you yeah, know, you, cut you corners in the fact of I'd be done. Two, one or two field sessions a week, and you know I'd be struggling, and then you know you just things start. You get you get to the weekend, you question, am I fit? In, like, am I fit enough for this week? Or you know, and, and even things like speed and and technique and all those things, it's just down the window. You're just thinking, I'm just trying to get through this. Yeah, oh, especially the way the game is now, though, you kind of you got to be a bit you got to be able to get through that speed because if you can if you hobble into it i feel like the pace of it's that fast you can, it's not like i feel like 5 years ago you can kind of hobble into a game and just get through it whereas now the game feels yeah. that fast if you're going in there busted it's a lot harder to to get through yeah things like i mean you see Harry and Brandon how they are now ripping it up like things like you know the, the, someone gets a quick play the ball and they're out you yeah, know yeah. you got to be on your toes like you, you, you know, yourself, you miss that jump, you know, that first couple of metres, then you're gone. Yeah, I, I still, um, I'm, I'm glad I retired when I did because that new rule would have broken me. <laughs> yeah. Like, even when they brought in one new tackle on the seven tackle set, that broke me doing seven tackles. Now I'm watching guys do 14 tackle sets. I'm like, oh, nah, nah. Well, bro, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> I, I, I haven't even got the, I feel like the last probably two years, like, the Achilles was really, um, wrestled me around. I, I feel like I haven't properly sort of broke into like the um, week in, week out pace of the game. And yeah, but that seems to me all the, all the things that Blues are talking about, you know, is the, the six games and that. But I mean, spectating it, I think it's been great. Yeah. No, it has been good to watch. Just not for the middle boys, the big fellas. Hey, um, yeah. bef- before we get started, we want to do a little bit of a get to know young uh, Maxi. So let's, uh, let's ask you a few short questions and let's see what you come up with. Let's go yeah, with cool. um, first concert. First concert. I've only done one, one ever. Uh, it was Khalid. Um, oh, okay. Probably, yeah, it, it was just a bit of a random one. Um, that's my first and only concert ever. Yeah, I've only, I've actually I'm a music made... fan. I just haven't, like, yeah, I just haven't, I just haven't really ventured around there. That... That's better than my one. My one was uh, Taylor Swift with uh, Daniel Mortimer. Bro, she's got some, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know when you go to a concert and you hear like a roar of the crowd, this was more like a squeal. Yeah. Like you could hear the you could hear the squeal of yeah. young girls. There was no there was no roar. Uh, well, you're Taylor Swift fan, are you? What's that? Oh, you know what? I was yeah. in the early days. I don't. The last, her last few albums have lost me a bit, so I kind of lost track on how yeah. she's going. But I was a fan. I, I don't mind it, bro. I want to stick up. Like she's got a couple songs in my in my playlist. Um, <laughs> I would love to look always in your playlist. Yeah, no, I'm always in the, I'm the king of rehab at the moment, so I'm always on the auction at the gym, so yeah, the boys will probably get a uh, random Taylor Swift come up now and then. <laughs> yeah, nice. 
Okay. Uh, what's your first? What was your first job? Uh, I was a Domino's delivery driver. Yeah, no. Nice. Ten bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wasn't great. Um, the pizzas are rocking up late. <laughs> bites out of them. You're, you're a big fella. Uh, How'd no, you go? Not really the bites bit, but I just used to like they. They used to throw it all in like uh, all the pizzas and these bag bundles and that just to keep it hot and warm. And I remember the amount of time to drop it and like stuff the pizzas up and drop the bottles of uh, fizzy drink and things <laughs> like that. Get, you know, get the change on and that. And yeah, I was on ten bucks an hour, so that pay rate probably did me. Oh, <laughs> that sounds about right. How did you go with the smell of the pizza in your car? That would have hurt. That'd been like torture, just smelling it, not eating it. Yeah, yeah. The Arnold, yeah, the full of process, it, it doesn't smell um, great at the best of times, so pizza probably doesn't hurt it. Yeah, fair enough. Mate, most embarrassing moment? Oh, uh, jeez. Um... I think there's something on the spot, you know? You know what? That's actually my... Um, that gets asked to me a lot when I do, like, talks, and that's the one I never have the answer to. They always ask me... Nah. You know, and because, I, like, I mean, like, I'm, like, you don't, like... You want to tell me something that's embarrassing that's, like, quite funny, but, yeah, I don't really... It's just... I don't know, man. I'm, kind of, I'm struggling to think of something. You know what? You can skip it, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll blame... We'll blame um, producer Tom for that question, so we'll skip yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, something you wish you were better at? Um, wish I was better at. Bro, you know what? I, I, along with my um, pizza delivery job, <laughs> like just tools, um, handyman stuff. Are you good or are you not good? I'm terrible. Yes. No, I'm terrible. Yep. And I hate it. Like, you know, there's, there's, we've done things here, like at Storm, where you have to you do a work program and the first two weeks of pre-season, you're there working like Monday to Friday from seven till three, and then you knock off in there, and uh, and then we train at you know, in the Argos and that. And um, bro, yeah, I reckon if it went to one or two weeks, they would have sacked me. Like I'm just, <laughs> I just can't be. I just you know I just suck at it, man. I'm just not a very good handyman. I bought an office chair from IKEA the other day, and like. Yeah, there's four or five steps in it, and it took me like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, sounds like me. Are you living with any of the boys? Do you do they help you out? Or? Yeah, I'm living with uh, two of the young boys, so like uh, Atkinson and Jonah Pizzette. Um yeah. So some of the boys uh, in the development squad and um, on the rise. Rumor Smith uh, just moved out, so yeah, he's sort of heading up for a lot of us. Um, but, yeah. What's no. the dynamic like? Talk to me about what's the, what's the household like. Who's who's the one that's still in the well, cleaning and cooking and? Um, it's all right. It's not too dirty. It's all right. Um, on you know we've got two of the young boys in here, so I'm a bit of a top dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been like I haven't been playing any footy, so the boys have been doing all the training and I'm just like holding it down at, at, at the moment. But um, yeah, I let them know I've got the. I'm a top dog. I um, we haven't got one garage spot, so that's where the Ford Focus sits, and, and um, <laughs> the boys have to park just outside on the street. Um, but who's, got, who's got a big room? Yeah, I do. It's slightly big, but um, you know, I like to think we're all equal. The boys are still they're in that phase where they're Jane is 18 and Dan's 20. They're in that stage where they're just like they don't know what they're cooking it. Um, frozen meat pies for dinner or frankfurts or 
whenever. So I like to take him under my wing a bit and show him a couple of things. Have you got a missus? Is there is there someone training uh, you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, she's she's uh, it's a long distance thing. She's in Sydney, so it's just us three boys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I, I uh, try to show the boys a couple of things when I can. Good on you, mate. Well, let's let's start digging. Let's let's go to our let's go to our first question. It's uh, we want to talk about your your family. So you're your fourth generation professional rugby league player. Like I mentioned in the start. Yep. What does that mean to you? Does that have any impact on your career or your thoughts of rugby league or the sport? Yeah, it does. It's cool. Like, I mean, growing up, um, you know, I was always emphasised on that. You know, you can do whatever you want to be. If you don't like football, you have to play football. And, you know, my brother wasn't really that into it, so he sort of eventually didn't do his own thing, went to uni and, and did those things. And I, I just had a sort of... Um, oh, yeah, I loved it and, you know, dreamt of being an NRL player. And um, so I, I wanted to pursue it myself. So it was good. You know, I had that. Um, when you have those kind of people surrounding you at an early age, they can sort of show you things or, like, you know, what dads are like. You know, they're always the honest ones after, a, you know, Saturday game of footy. They'll tell you if you had a good or bad game and that. So it's always been good. But, um, and, you yeah. know, Debuting, it was my dream. Like it was everyone else's dream. Um, and dream come true when it was like a proud um, day for my family as well. And it, it was really cool, you know, sort of fourth generation. Um, and then I guess besides from that, that's been about it. Like, you know, I always uh, take what they have to say on board uh, with a lot of value. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, after that, I feel like it's. You know, it's my own personal thing, and like I feel like there's a um, there's a healthy personal drive of you know I want to be the best player I you know I can be in the family kind of thing. So yeah, um, yeah, I feel like um, besides from that, you know, there's a personal drive. Like uh, I'm not living to sort of make my my father and my grandfather proud because you know they've already told me they're proud of me. Yeah. And whatnot. So I'm just trying to, you know, uh, make myself proud, you know, and, and be the best person I can be. Um, so yeah, it's been really helpful, and like it's been, it's been great. I feel like sort of moving forward. Um, yeah, it's like more of a support role instead of like a pressure role. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Does it? Um. Do they ever give you advice or give you a hand, or is it? Different game now you're playing compared to what they were playing. Well, yeah, it is a bit of a different game. Pop likes to think it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. You know those dudes back in my day. Would any of them ever get beaten Billy Aixie? Oh, you know what? Well, the thing is, because my pop was playing, he was playing for Australia both, like, and I think that's like a similar age bracket to, you know, when um, Craig was growing up. So Craig's like, you know, a bit of a, like, oh, I remember Johnny King, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of respect to him, whereas you walk into the, he walks in the change room, and, like, none of us boys would know who Johnny King is. Yeah. Um, so, Craig's, Craig's got a bit of that respect, and there's been a couple of times, I think, my pops run Craig, and I'm like, no, I get in your ear, because he's just, like, uh, yeah, he's, he's old-fashioned. And, like, you know, rugby league, rugby league, it, it hasn't, but, you know, it has. It's, it's, it's a lot quicker and body structures are different, you know, everyone's stronger and more explosive and things like that. You know, he's one of these blokes where it's like, mate, you don't need to go to the gym, just run five corners every day kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
But you know, he knows the game. He knows he knows if I've had a good or bad game. You know, he knows that kind of stuff. And yeah, I I, I do value a lot what he has to say. Same with my old man. You know, he's probably more modern about it all, but um, it it does sink deep with me. You know what they have to say is really to take it valuably. Yeah. Yeah, well, it helps that they've been there, done that. My uh, my old man is far, far from a professional rugby league player, um, and he, but he always he always thinks he knows. He's, I call him Fred Gould because he thinks he's like Gus Gould, knows everything. And the club surprised me. I was looking at my two hundredth game, and they surprised me. I gave my parents to captain's run to present my jersey, and he went out the front of the team before the team meeting. All he had to do was shake my hand, give me the jersey, give me a hug, and then get off for video. But he took the opportunity. Yeah. He goes, I've got this stage. I'm going to take it and make the most of it. <laughs> and he went and gave the boys a speech on, on how to perform. Um, and leading into that game, I think we went eight in a row and we lost it to a team that was coming second last the next day. So to this day, I keep blaming him oh, for that loss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mate, talk to me about how, how did you first get a start at Gold Coast? Like, how did you get a crack there? Yeah, I, I just, um, uh, I mean, I, I, I grew up in uh, Newcastle. In Maitland, as you mentioned, um, are you uh, what school uh, did you go to? A pumpkin. Uh, I, I'm went to St Peter's. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that great of a rugby league school. I always sort of the bat was there, but um, yeah, I, I grew up in Newcastle. And the sort of opportunity wasn't really there, so I moved to Gold Coast just in the twenties, and then um, had a good year in the twenties, and um, it was one of those uh, situations where. First grade weren't going too too well, but you know it really um, helped the path. You know, uh, yeah, pathway for me to sort of slot into that first grade team, and um, you know it, it was really good. And like I, I love my time on the Gold Coast. It um, probably deteriorated at the end there, and um, the move to Melbourne was was right. You know, it was right for my sort of rugby league career and that. And looking back now, you know, it's probably. Yeah, I would like to think I've got this sort of my career in front of me. Um, but just, you know, the struggle I've had with my foot and I look back and I think, you know, there's been some uh, good times there. Mm. Uh, the case, but, you know, it's, uh, it, there was a couple of dark days as well. You know, it's it's hard, like, you know, when you're losing week in, week out, you know, and you're just a young lad, you think far out, you know, or it's sort of, you're, you're happy to be there, but you sort of, you, you want more, you know? Yeah, yeah. What was your, well, what were the junior teams like when you played at Newcastle? Were you were you used to being a part of a winning team or um, Newcastle were pretty strong. We uh it's kind of when um, when I made the move to uh, Melbourne and um, I made the move mid year and um, we I, I got a run towards the end of the year they, they I got a run, you know, on the team and and I was playing, you know, on that be- on that bench spot, and I was only probably playing like fifteen, twenty minutes a game. But you know, just to be there was was awesome. And um, I remember we played the last game of the year, and Craig was like asking me, "Have you ever played in a semi-final before?" Because obviously, I've been so far from it, you know. And I was pumped, and I was like, "Man!" Well, I looked back, and I was like, "Is that your ball count?" Uh, <laughs> and and that, that was. Yeah, I grew up there in development systems, so 
there. So yeah, um, it was just that sort of last year in SU ball, and yeah, it just wasn't the opportunity wasn't really there. Um, sometimes you know you, you move to another club, it's a bit of a sort of fresh start, and you know it's a fresh face. They see you a bit differently, and that so. Um, yeah, it, it, it did really help, you know, the Gold Coast, and I love my time there. I always say, um, you know, that's the post of time as well, I reckon, moving back to the Gold Coast. Oh, I was going to say, it's not a bad place to be living. It's, I feel like they got an advantage of attracting players. I know the, the team probably isn't as good as other teams, but when you're talking about living on the beaches in the, in the Gold Coast, um, it's hard to knock back. So, yeah, it's sensational. A white body like me can really give me... Um, just this boat just gave me like a, a t-shirt 10 and that was about it. Well, I, I also think Parramatta has a good advantage because we, we got the great Parramatta River. Um, yeah, and yeah, I, I was going to say that. On low tide, you can see you know, a few shopping trolleys and dead bodies, but it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> place to be. It's paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've heard that. That's, that's, uh, that's next on the list. Though, right, okay? next, actually, you know what? Next time you're in Parramatta, I'd, I'd love to give you the grand tour. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a mini New York City, mate. It's, it'll blow your socks off. Yeah. yeah I'll give the, uh, <laughs> um, who's, who's actually who's that Gold Coast? Who are you close with there that you kind of got? Um, uh, I mean, like, I came I came through with the younger boys. Like I was playing twenties and that with um, AJ, Phil Fummy, um, Joe Whitbread. A lot of the young boys sort of there. So um, I, I, I spent most of my time with them boys. Um, but you know what it's like. You know, you sort of get into a, a Club and it's like someone's forty, and they sort of you know they have to like a twenty a twenty year old. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say just just totally because uh, due to the fact that I was hanging out with those boys, the boys the most. Yeah, mate. Let's let's touch on your faith. You, so you describe yourself in the past as a hectic closet Christian. Um, can, yeah. you, can you just expand a bit on what you mean by that? Yeah. So I, I just that was just like a phase. I feel like. Um, I uh, I just growing up, you know, this is back in Newcastle. Like I said, I probably struggled to make you know the red sides and, and things like that. And all I ever wanted to do, obviously, we touched on, you know, my family background. But you know, it was a burning desire of myself. All I ever wanted to do was play rugby league. Um, and I, I didn't grow up in a Christian house. I, I, I didn't like none of us believed in God. Um, I went to a Christian school. But if anything, it probably went the other way for me. I probably like felt that everyone was a bit weird there. Um, <laughs> everyone was, you know, that sort of strange, like, yeah. no, nah, we can't watch like 99% of TV. And, and for me, I was like, no, this is just yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, just growing up, I just felt, and it's hard to really describe it, but I just felt like um, God was, there was just the presence of God um, on me. And I just felt like he was, Telling me that if I um, that I would play NRL, mm. and that he'd take me to the heights of you know of the top, and I'd do it through God. Um, and That's at awesome. the time, I, I was I was probably only thirteen, fourteen, and like I mean, I guess spending time in church and that you understand that that spirit and that um, that connection more. But at the time, you know, I've, I've had no. Um, relationship with God, I, I didn't believe God was real at all, mm. um, but I just sort of held on to that feeling, and it wasn't even because I wanted a relationship with God, or I wanted to believe God was real, I just wanted to play NRL, and yeah. I felt like there was a supernatural uh, being that was like telling me that I would, so um, 
I just followed it, bro. And I just kind of like, um, mm. as I grew older, I, 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 I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing anything, going to church or anything, but I just kind of like, you know, would sort of try and keep my relationship with God and um, try and hold on to that feeling and try and hold on to that promise, I guess, that I felt God was calling me to. And then, yeah, that was probably about the age of about like 17. I was like, oh, I felt like God was starting to say, go to church, have, you know, because I didn't have any connections with any, I know, like Christians um, at the time. And I just felt like um, it would be a good, a good, um, time to sort of yeah grow those relationships and to um develop my faith a bit so i uh i went to church and that was when i was like you know pretty closet christian because all i knew was like like i said i went to a christian school when i was like primary school and i just thought everyone was weird so i was pretty embarrassed to put a like a christian name tag on myself yeah you know and um yeah but the first couple of i'll probably say the first couple months i reckon i was going to church and i just was like this needs to be up, like, like no one needs to, like, I can't get this, let this get out. I was on the church. I felt like I was just, like, going to get um, sentenced or something, like, if someone found out. Like, I was just just embarrassed of it. Just um, Yeah, you, was, you were saying you're going to the gym, too, right? Hey? You were planning to go to the gym and you end up... Oh, I was just telling people I'd be off to the gym. I'd say, oh, God, you know, I'm off to the gym. I'd be in gym kit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd the church. I'd the church. I'd the church. <laughs> And half the time I'm in church, I'm thinking, far out. I have that name and then I'd sort of get, um, get and go back. And I mean, that was all, I guess, like a part of, you know, developing, my, developing myself as a Christian. I'm a bit past that now. But um, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was just different. Like it just, just sort of felt different. Um, you know, no, no one really made me feel like an outsider with it. It was just sort of my own. Uh, yeah. Was there someone in particular that helped you or like invited you or encouraged you to stay plugged in the church or is there someone that helped? Um, at that early age, bro, to be honest, um, before I started going to church, before I had like started growing uh, relationships, not really. I felt like it was just a, just like a, a hunch, just like a, um, just felt like a, yeah, I don't know, but like a supernatural hunch of, Man, I think something's on my life here, and um, and it wasn't until I I was going to church sort of off and on uh, uh, in Newcastle in Maitland, and um, when I moved to Gold Coast, and bro, that was really good. I I got stuck into like a, a church family there, and um, had some awesome mentors, and that. it was just great. What, like, what church were you up in Gold Coast? It was called Glow Church. Globe. Um, so, Glow, yeah. Is that that, uh, Glow? Is that with uh, Joel Cage? Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. I'll tell you a little yeah, fun fact. Joel... about your favorite, bro. Yeah, he was a, a school teacher. He was my substitute school teacher, Joel Cage. Legend of a guy. Um, I think he had cousins or his wife had cousins in my grade. Um, such a good guy when I was yeah, young. Okay. And now I've seen yeah. him like, going and so many of the boys end up going to church. And... There's a few boys at Gold Coast that were going to church, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um it's grown to um, a Gold, uh, sorry, a Sydney, a yep. Sydney campus, and there's a Melbourne campus as well. So it worked out well. There's a the Melbourne campus um, was like got released that there was going to be a Melbourne campus about a week before I signed with Melbourne. So it all worked out well. Um, Perfect. But yeah, it was just I got you know 
I said, oh, I just got to, had some, you know, great mentors, and um, like I spoke about, you know, it was a great opportunity football-wise. You know, it was also such a good um, character developing couple of years that I had there. That you know, I've met some great people and people that you know I'll be friends with for life, and it's just I felt like sort of matured me and matured sort of my faith. That's awesome. Um, and how, how did your family take it? So when you, obviously you were a bit undercover for a while, how did they find out yeah. when they realised that you weren't at the oh, gym? Oh, yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, that was sweet, man. Like, yeah. That's what I said. Like, I was a closet Christian. I just, like, there was all these, you know, I just was like, it was just more so the thought, man, what a good think of me. You know, yeah. so they're sweet. And, you know, they come to church every now and then, you know, yeah. down awesome. in Melbourne or when they're on the, on the Gold Coast and that, you know, they come to church. Um, so, you know, they've been obviously good about it, but, you know, they've said, mate, we don't really care. You know, we love you. Um, yeah, I, I sort of try and get involved, but, um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And, like, I know when I was playing, I used to, like... Um it's funny because when you when you're athlete, your sport becomes a huge part of your, your life and everything starts to revolve around it, but then you've got your faith, which is... Yeah, a huge part of your life that everything revolves around as well. So it's like two worlds colliding. How do you find that faith kind of, um, you know, involves itself in your career? Yeah, bro, it's, it's, um, it's hard. Like, I feel like um, I was having this chat the other day with, with a mate and they were asking how I was going and I was a bit just down at the dance, everything that's happening with my thought. Um, you know, it's, it's been it's been hard, man. And yeah. um, I... Uh, I, I was saying to him, like, you know, he was talking about, like, you know, some some of the worst things that happened in my life. And, you know, I've lived a, a good life, I guess, but um, I, I said, like, it, it, my whole life revolves around football, I guess. You know, the worst thing that can happen is it get dropped or you're injured, really. Like, yeah. obviously, um, you know, career-wise, you know, you get dropped or you're injured and you think you're the end of the world, you know, so... Um, it's been tough with my foot, but um, like faith-wise, it, it can sort of clash sometimes. But I think ninety percent of the time, but it's been like such a rock, you know. And and you know, dating all the way back to when I was a kid, and I felt like God had uh, planned for me. You know, it wasn't the plans that I felt like God was showing me wasn't so I could, you know, debut at nineteen and then. You know, let the career sort of go downhill from there. It was, you know, to, to, um, yeah, to, to have a good, strong career, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, achieve the plans, the, the, the goals that I wanted. And, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like that where I'm in a situation now with my foot and it's been such a chronic injury for me. And there's times, bro, when you literally, like, at the time, uh, about a month ago where I, uh, had that setback with my foot, yeah. And I've just had this. I've just had this operation. I'm five months post that. They're talking that I'll be fully back running five months. Mm. And I started running, bro, and it felt like the same as pre-op. And uh. bro, there was like literally a time there where I reckon two weeks on front end every day training, um, and I thought I was going to retire. Like this is yeah, a month or two ago, I thought, man, what could be in here? Like I was legitimately thinking about retiring, you know, I'm 23, I just turned 24, and I'm just thinking, um, you know, I, I felt like God had so much more for me, and I do feel like that, bro, and, 
Um, it's such a rock for me, and, and sometimes it can be hard. You know, you you you're sort of. I mean, we're not American rappers, but you know, you're living a dream. You're you're a footballer. You're living that fast life. You know, sometimes you know um, you want to celebrate wins or whatever, and there's temptation there and things like that. But um, yeah, bro, I kind of it's funny, man. Like I look at players doing it tough, and I just think I don't know how they're getting through this without. Yeah. No one does. Well, I reckon that's where, like, throughout my career that most boys reached out that were struggling. It's always when either their form is struggling and they're dropped or they're they're injured. And I feel like that's when people get really down the most. Um, And that's where people look or search for for an answer the most. And that's where a lot of people came to church, I guess, as um, through through football. Um, Like, how how did you find... And I honestly, I genuinely believe that you're where you are for a reason. Like, I know it's frustrating and it's hurting, but you, what you're going through is going to help you so much throughout your career because there's going to be so many people that are going to be going through a tough time. And it's one thing for me to say, yeah, I know what you're going through and, you know, it's all good. You'll be all right. You'll get through this. But then if someone like you saying it, who's gone through it and lived it and knows exactly how they feel and you're telling them that, you know, you want to get through this, it has a lot more weight and a lot more power. So yeah. I genuinely believe... Where you are now, as frustrating as it is, you know, there's God's always got a purpose and always got a reason for it. So uh, it's not for nothing. I know there's going to be so many guys that are going to go through a hard time that are going to be better off because of what you're going through right now. Mm, thank you, bro. Uh, all good, Appreciate man. That. Well, let's just talk about uh, last year a little bit. You know, you were in you were in a bit of a COVID bubble. I don't know how you guys did it. Um, although you guys had it pretty like – everyone was saying poor Melbourne, poor Warriors. They're away from home. But the reality is you, you're – at Sunshine Coast, you're in a resort. The Warriors were at Terrigal, living up on the beach. Um, how did you find it being in a bubble? Because I know some of the Sydney boys really struggled. They couldn't go to their favourite cafes and things that yeah. we take for granted today were kind of taken off. Yeah. How, how did you go? Um, yeah, I mean, some blokes probably did it worse than others. Like, you know, I, I'm a, I was a single bloke uh, living by myself at the time. Um, so we've just got, like, we're, you know, there's all this COVID and that. We're, we've moved this up to the uh, Sunshine Coast where it's 30 degrees every day. They're putting breakfast, lunch and dinners on. You know, it's like a resort. And, you know, some days you get over it, bro. Like, uh, it was like three or four months there where we were stuck in the resort. We couldn't leave. Mm. And those times, you you know, it was crap days. But uh, in the day, like, you know, uh, we had a pool in there and, all the boys are, you know, yeah. Every like three meters, you know, there's a new room for where one of the boys is. Like the, the boys are catching up, you know, and um, yeah, good. playing board games every every night or whatever. Like I, I personally look back and I, you know, I really enjoyed it. And we had the luxury of um, players had their families there as well, which obviously was a massive deal. Um, you know, obviously extended family and that people wouldn't have seen, but. Um, uh, I think we had a bit of uh, a appreciation of what the Warriors were doing, you know, because their situation was slightly different. They didn't have their families or anything, you know, obviously a different country, and that would have been a fair bit tougher for them. Um, but for, speaking, I can only speak on myself, but I actually like he loved it, I, you know, and um, yeah, bro, when you're getting t- like when you're getting fed and breakfast, lunch, dinner, yeah, for um, so a single bloke like me, on happy days, bro. Well, speaking of your status, did your missus get the call up? Did she get the the Jersey up there, or she um she didn't get the visiting rights? Uh, uh what's up with sorry? Your missus was she allowed? Did she come up and make a visit, or 
Yeah. Nah, we weren't. We uh, haven't met by. Oh, then. this is fresh. Um, so how, how, how long? Yeah, let's, let's turn our SEN listeners. How long you guys been dating for? Let's let's get this out there. Months, bro, but she's in Sydney, so I reckon it's like combined all up probably about a month of seeing each other every day. Um, um, yeah, it's been off season, she's come down a couple of times, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's pretty fresh, bro, and I'm a pretty, I'm pretty uh, fresh to it all as well, so. Okay, so I'm yeah, just just keeping it humble. I'm just <laughs> just keeping it humble. I'm just talking to you inside right now as we speak, and. Is that her on your last post? Yeah, yeah, that's and her. So that, that means, that, like, if I'm correct, that was your, is that your only post? That, so that's the first Insta official. That's, that's the first. I mean, there's, kind of, there's been a couple of sneaky stories in there. Yeah, but this is your first. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I felt, you know, I had to, I, I had to break a couple of hearts. And, uh, <laughs> the post. So that was four days ago. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that is fresh. Insta official four days ago, and and now we're talking about it on national radio. So that's, I'm I'm glad you're sharing yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, a, you know, I was gonna do so I'm not gonna, I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna deny it. Yeah. Well, yeah. While we're yeah, on the topic, well, we got a bit of time. Well, give me yeah. give me a little rundown. How, how did you guys meet? No, so this is during. Okay, so this is during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram, like, um, which is how all the kids are doing these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we we were speaking for it was 13 months. We were just messaging for 13 months before I actually. It was off season, and I, you know, I always go back to Newcastle and spend time with family, and that she's from Sydney, so we caught up during then. Um, so it was a long overdue, and I reckon probably like I reckon a good chunk of that, like six months of that, was pretty much talking every day. So um, it was long awaited, um, and then we, we met up, uh, chin chins in Sydney, had a, had a bit to eat, and um, yeah, she won me over. Oh, nice! Oh, she, oh, she, she won you over. Yeah, she. Um, <laughs> lucky wasn't a catfish. Lucky was actually a real person. Yeah, no, that would have that would have hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a forty year old man thinking, "Fuck." <laughs> What have I told you? I, um, you're, you're actually teammates with one of my favourite players. Um, well, two of my favourite, yeah. but one in particular, the great white, white, white rhino. Um, how's he been for, as a teammate, Christian Welch? He's good, bro. He's a good, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, um, yeah he, uh, he's been around the block. He's a sort of ongoing joke. You know, he calls himself the white rhino. Everyone calls him the the on the plaster. Yeah, so the, the white rhino... Like a I'm guessing the white rhino is uh, self. Self, yeah, that's yeah. a self-inflicted nickname. That one. And um, do you go on? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, you know what the football, the, the footy culture is like. You know, the players will call you nicknames before they call you a good one. So <laughs> I've, been, I've had me first. Yeah, I'm trying to get. Um, the tees called me uh, the polar bear yesterday, so I'm just like, oh, oh, the polar we'll bear. And then we'll plug that polar bear. I, I, uh, I'm, I like the. Yeah. 
prefer something with a line or something in it, but yeah, we got a. I've actually played with a, a guy called the Polar Bear too, Dan Alvaro. He's down at Dragons now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's. I like, mean, there's a couple of blokes before me, you know. Ben Hannon. Ben Hannon. Yeah. yeah. So I'm undeserved, but hey, anything if I can just get it off the tarmac, buy a couple of coffees, you know, get it off the off the tarmac. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be right. Yeah, you'll be sweet. What's uh, what's plans for you? Like, what's your plans for after footy? What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't have much. Uh, nah, I, I don't know. Man. I, um, I've been talking to the uh, wellbeing team, you know, and just sort of uh, getting, you know, some, something down like courses or you mm. know, something along that line. I haven't really, um, I haven't really found anything. I know, obviously, like I said, I'm not a very good handyman, so um, I don't know. If I, I, I don't. I think the tools have lost me a bit. Um, but you know, I, I do like just being, you know, being in church and, and seeing seeing people grow, and that. I, I do like something along those lines of just like, um, yeah, I don't know. I know it's pretty vague, but like um, helping people in any way. Um, yeah. But awesome. yeah, it's it's very like that. That stuff has is kind of a bit of uncharted waters. I just have sort of left it this thus far just because I was like. Uh, I know I don't really know what I want to do, but I I know the things I definitely don't want to do, and I uh, I didn't want to get a week or two into a course and think, Jesus ain't for me. So um, yeah, yeah but I, I don't really I've been practicing on PlayStation, so yeah, you know, I, I might be alright. Maybe do some uh, Twitch streaming or something, but <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. I don't think they accept like mediocre players. Yeah. And um, what about the future for this year? What's what's your plans? Is it um, is there a timeline? Is it out the window now? Or are you just kind of just going to wait and see? Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of it's not really like I'm saying, oh, listen, mate, you know, in I'll be right four weeks, boom, deadlock. It's kind of like one of those ones where it's just see how it goes. You know, I'm kind of past the due date, like a I was told, you know, five months. But you know, I've, I've also spoken to a lot of athletes with similar the same injury, sorry, the same operation and that, and they said it just, you know, being on that in a, in a sort of slow um, healing area, it just takes a bit longer to process, and they had a bit of trouble with it. So I don't know. Obviously, you know, I'd like to be back ASAP, um, uh, but in terms of actual timeline, I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, hopefully, like I'm, I'm sort of starting to. Um, yeah, reboot the system and that, you know, start with pool running. I've started doing pool running and, and things like that. So that will develop, you know, into sort of the gym mats and the, and the on-field drilling and then hopefully, you know, into sort of pulling some of the team stuff and then back playing. Awesome. Well, in the meantime, if the club's going to give you some time to go on a holiday, um, feel free to come out to Paradise, Parramatta, and I'll give you a, yeah. give you a tour. Yeah, a couple of things out too. <laughs> I'm sure you've got the spots, bro. I'll have a few but, spots, no, mate. Uh, what spots with the uh, managers? You don't, <laughs> mate. You don't play two hundred plus games per matter and not have the hookup. So uh, yeah, I know a coffee spot or two. I know a coffee spot or two. Yeah, uh, Maxie, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. So thanks so much for your time. You got all of us awesome. wishing uh, you the very best uh, in your recovery. We can't wait to see you back on the field. And um, thanks for sharing a bit about your journey and uh, your faith as well. So thanks so much, Maxie.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, mate.